This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pittsburgh Steelers won in Cincinnati on Sunday, and huzzah! 400 yards in offense, the first game without Matt Canada as coordinator. Mark Madden joins us for the Madden Monday podcast to talk about it. You can listen to Mark Monday through Friday on 105.9 The X. Check him out 3 until 6. Read him here at Trib Live four times a week. Mark, I guess it was all Matt Canada all along, huh? Tim, I, I don't know what to say about them being 7-4. and four. I won't know what to say when they're 9-4 and four after they beat Arizona and New England. I won't know what to say when they finish 12-5 and five or 11-6, and six, except to say now what I'll say then, too, which is I still don't think they're any good. <laughs> I, I think this record lies just like their record lied when they were 11-0 in 2020. I think their ceiling is only as high as that of the team's quarterback, which is a worry. They only scored 16 points despite those 400-plus yards, and that's a worry. George Pickens still isn't as involved as he should be, and that's a worry. But they nonetheless are 7-4, and and they are the masters of winning games that you would never want to watch again and that you're sorry you watched the first time. And I bet you you'll see at least – one more of those, probably two more of those over the next two weeks against the Cardinals and Patriots, to your point about them likely being 9-4. and four. But back to how they got to the victory in the 400 yards mark against the Bengals today. 
yet again leaning into the run game. That's good. That's fine. That's something they should do. That's something they wanted to do at the start of the season. But the pass game, at least using the middle of the field and finding Fryermuth for today, it worked. And I think that's something they should continue to try to mine as the next few weeks go along. Well, I liked uh, using Fryermuth as much as they did. Uh, nine catches. I think if you don't use him like that, there's no point in having him on the roster, let alone on the field, because he can't block. Right. I, I laughed when, when they were trying to run a lot, which they did again today, but but not involve Fryermuth in the passing game, but use him as a blocker, which he can't do. At least uh, that's one thing that disappeared along with Matt Canada when uh, he was fired as their offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Najee Harris is a lot better than people have given him credit for. I thought he was the man of the match today. Fryermuth's contributions duly noted. Uh, and I think the running game exploded when Broderick Jones got put in, which leads me to think he should have been put in as the starter long before he was. There's a lot of decisions now, Tim, that got made that are working out where you realize they should have been made long ago, not least Matt Cannon having been let go. Gee, and how do you think that's going to be spun in the national media? Nobody questions Tomlin if that's what you're getting at. That's what I'm getting at, is that instead of saying what should be said, which was these guys should have been playing earlier and Canada never should have been brought back after last season, it'll be a stroke of genius that Tomlin decided to do it before this game against Cincinnati uh, on Thanksgiving. Well, what about Tomlin today neglecting to use a replay challenge on what should have been a touchdown catch? By Deontay Johnson. How do you not challenge that? Yeah, you know, he said that they didn't get a good look at it. I felt like there was opportunity if there was someone in the booth to watch it and get word to him. That should have happened because, you know, if they were going to go with the third step, the third step was there. Uh, It was long after that Gene Steratore said it should have stood. But if you're just going and looking for the third step, it was there. Challenge it. Well, what is their procedure? Do they have an eye in the sky a video review guy like the Penguins do with Andy Saucier, who was very good, and that's why they win all their challenges. Or does Tomlin just kind of go by the seat of his pants, which is what I have been told. Yeah, I always thought he went by the seat of his pants, but he suggested that there was no one that had a clean look at it besides him because they were waiting for the Jumbotron, and of course it never showed it. Yeah, but that that's a bunch of crap too, Tim, because you make that challenge at that point in the game because it's the first half, and who cares about that timeout if you lose the challenge anyway? Right? No, of course. It's a touchdown. How often do you get any of those? It was a touchdown for Deontay Johnson, Mark. Really, how often do you get any of those? Yeah, and and, and this is a situation where this head coach who's so highly thought of mangles that part of the game time and again. I, I read that he's only won two of his last nine challenges, and that doesn't include the challenges he doesn't take, like like the one today on the Johnson touchdown, just incredibly bad coaching. Great first half for Deontay Johnson, by the way, huh? Well, I like the way he ignored the fumble. <laughs> that came after not being able to complete the catch, uh, although you and I are, are both in agreement it probably should have stood as a touchdown. But Well, didn't. yeah, but it helps if he just holds onto the ball, period. Exactly. Uh, and then it's definitely a touchdown. And, and this a week after he blew up, it, in the locker room at the coaches and then had to pull apart with Minka. I mean, he, he's just a dink. I, you know, people like to compare the Steelers diva receivers like Pickens and Johnson to Antonio Brown, but the difference is Antonio Brown was the best drive receiver in football. These guys 
aren't half as good. And they just, like, I mean, they stopped trying. I was trying to have a better way to put it, but both of them. They put in minimal work effort when things aren't going their way, such as today when Deontay ignored that fumble just rolling around by his feet. And Mark, the coordinator change, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that it happened as the Steelers were starting to pipe up on a weekly basis, the players I'm talking about, let alone the media and fan scrutiny. Uh, You know, just like when Deontay Johnson argued with Mitch Trubisky, and they put Kenny Pickett in during week four against the Jets last year. It's like whenever Deontay Johnson really starts to pipe up, that's when major decisions get made. It's weird how that happens. Tim, if you're trying to talk me into thinking that Tomlin's a bozo, I I concluded that long ago. And I didn't need much help with Deontay Johnson, but boy, he keeps giving it to me. Yeah, he keeps serving up the controversy and serving up the topics and conversation for us. You know, and, and to go back to how this coordinator thing is being handled with Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner, you know, the way that it was talked about in advance, it sounded like it was going to be more about Faulkner and play design. Yet today, uh, all I heard about was, you know, the communication and the clarity of the sequencing of the plays and when they were called that seemed to be the bigger deal from Sullivan. Well, what I liked about the play con today was there was really good context. There was flow from play to the next. They seemed to make sense one after the other. And maybe that's something that's just drivel. Maybe it doesn't exist, but uh, it just seemed to flow, didn't it? It did, and I think a lot of that was using the middle of the field, having the tight end as a weapon, needing to respect that on behalf of the Bengals. And we can't discount, Mark, that the Bengals are a surprisingly lousy defense. I thought defensively they'd be much better. This was a really good team for them to incorporate this new fangled approach to two-man offensive coordinating. Well, I'll tell you one thing I really didn't like about the offense, even though it obviously improved. They were one for four in the red zone, Tim, and they seemed to lay up when they got in the red zone, like they so often do. Let's make sure we get the field goal. Let's not make a mistake. Let's get the three. And that just doesn't serve them well in today's NFL. Yes, and, you know, one thing I hope they take as a lesson is, you know what, Jalen Warren fumbled, and that stinks, but it didn't ruin the game, you know, and that goes for interceptions too, it goes for the passing game as well, you can have a turnover, and believe it or not, Mark, survive. Yeah, but they're not going to ever get away from that, they're always going to live in their fears as far as turnovers go. And uh, we're making a big deal. How many passes did Pickett throw now? How many? 33 today. No, no. How many passes has he thrown now since his last interception? Oh, I don't know. It's been what? uh, Five games or something? I'm glad that you don't know. No, it's a Steeler team record, Tim. It's a long run. Most passes in a row without an interception. And uh, I don't think he's a better quarterback because that, in fact, I think perhaps worse. I agree because he has been uh, kind of beaten out of taking chances and looking for yards when they might be there. And hopefully, like to me, if there's one tangible thing, if I heard one thing that mattered from anybody this week after the coordinator change, it was when Faulkner talked about empowering others. Hopefully he means the quarterback, especially when it comes to getting to the line of scrimmage and getting to plays that might make sense without repercussions if he checks into something and it's wrong. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I I still think that the calls in the red zone indicate otherwise, don't you? 
Well, that just might be they're not good in the red zone. How often are they there? They're so they're there so infrequently. They just might not be any good at it. Yeah, the point is that I think we're dancing around, or maybe we just aren't expressing clearly, is that I still don't trust the offense. I'm still not sure how much better it is. Well, I don't think we're dancing around. I mean, if the 16 points say it unto itself, Mark, I mean, they still don't score a lot. Um, 16 points is not going to be enough to win games, well, unless you play the Cardinals and Patriots next, which they do. And they do, and they'll be 9-4, and four, and then after that, like, I, I think they're going to finish no worse than 11-6, and six, Tim. So those two get you to nine. Then you got the Colts and Bengals again. That probably gets you to 11. Yeah, and then it's the Seahawks and Ravens. If you drop those two, you still got 11 wins. And my guess is, Mark, that's no worse than what? Fourth or fifth in the conference. Well, they're not going to win the division. Sorry, fi- fifth or sixth, I should say. Fifth or sixth. Right, right. But what team could you see them beating in a playoff game? I still wouldn't pick them on the road as a wild card against any division winner. Nor would I. But I wouldn't rule out them beating Jacksonville, playing them a second time. And I wouldn't rule out them beating Baltimore if it works out that way, because they have done. Yeah, because Baltimore is Baltimore, and those two teams can't help but keep that a one-score game, regardless if one is way better than the other. It's just how it now, works. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, Tim. I would pick either Jacksonville or Baltimore to beat the Steelers. And Kansas City or Miami would crush them. Mark Madden with us, Madden Monday. One last thing on football before we get to hockey, Mark. Um, just looking at the AFC. Now, we're speaking before the Ravens play the Chargers on Sunday night, so some of this analysis might change if there's an injury to Lamar or something really bad happens with the Ravens. But, yeah, I still think the Ravens take the North. I think the Steelers are entrenching themselves more as the second-best team in the North. But, you know, the Browns, they lost DTR because of a concussion. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for them long-term. And then you've got kind of the jumble after that. How secure are they with two more wins in your mind? If they do get to nine, do they just need one more to get in? And is 11 kind of gravy at that point? No, I think 11's for sure. I think 10 is very probable. But I think 11 is for sure. My God, is it an indication of how bad the NFL is that the Broncos have a five-game win streak? Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this parody in the National Football League, it just, it pops the balloon for me in some regards, honestly. I just, I would like to know who's really, really good. Like, give me at least three or four teams that separate. I can't. I'm not sure there's three or four good teams in the entire league. Philadelphia might be one. San- Philadelphia's good. San Francisco's good. Kansas City's good, but they're not as good as they were. And that's part of it. Yeah, we look at Kansas City as they used to be and have them live up to their own expectations, but they're just not going to do that this year. They don't, have the, they don't have the skill guys, honestly. Well, there are some teams that have just, I don't know, disappeared is the right word, but disappointed. Like, I thought Buffalo would be a lot better. I thought Cincinnati would be a lot better. Cincinnati backs, and you know what, the Chargers too. A lot of people thought the Chargers would be a wild card team this year. I didn't have faith in them, but uh, at least at the time that we're speaking before the Ravens game, they definitely did backslide as well. Mark, let's get to hockey and what you thought of the Penguins and their three game, uh, three games of activity over the Thanksgiving weekend going back to Wednesday night. Um, I thought they played one of the most complete games, certainly third periods of the season. When they beat Toronto at Pittsburgh, I thought they played one of their worst third periods of the season when they put a 2-0 lead at Buffalo on the Friday. 
I, I think that Sid's really still good, boy. I mean, I think if he can stay healthy, I think he could catch Gretzky for – not Gretzky, catch everybody but Gretzky for points. I think he could get to second all time if he plays into his 40s because I'm not sure he is going to be a, a guy who declines or hits the wall. I mean, and we always say that in hope for our heroes – and look, Ovi has like what four goals this season, but but Sid's just been amazing. Latang's been pretty good too, but prone to some bad mistakes. Same with Carlson. Gino only has what the one point in his last five games. It's um, it, it, it's a tough team to read, Tim. I I just think they're a five hundred team that'll probably make the playoffs and probably lose in the first round. But if they got hot, they're capable of better than that. But I'm just I. I it's just I keep waiting for a different gear to kick in, but that gear probably isn't there anymore for this team. Would you like to see the different gear kick in for the Flyers too? I'm a little surprised that through 20 games they're still in a playoff slot. No, I'm not worried at all. Think they'll just fade? Yeah, and Torch will make them hate them. As far as the East goes, is it akin to what we just talked about with the National Football League? Is it just a bunch of okay teams, or do you think like Boston or New York might separate? Boston only has, like, what, a couple losses in regulation? That's amazing to me, considering they lost all their centers. Yeah, they both have only three regulation losses. Oh, is it three now? Yeah, they've lost two in a row, and the Rangers have uh, now won three in a row. They're 15-3-1, and one, and I think they – yeah, they both have the same amount of points, 31 each. I don't know. I mean, I thought Toronto might be the elite team in the East, and they're not so far. Mm-hmm. Certainly not Saturday night in Pittsburgh. I don't know, Tim. I don't know what to make of it. One thing that's happened in hockey, I can explain what's happened in hockey. Football, I can't. In hockey, because the flat cap's been in place for, what is it, three or four years now since the pandemic? Yeah. The talent has been spread paper thin. I mean, absolutely paper thin. And that's why you see, you know, everybody near 500. There just aren't great teams. Probably, I mean, got out west. Who's great out west? I mean, Edmonton, I mean... A lot of teams that were supposed to be better than they are have really struggled mightily. Yeah, Edmonton's terrible. They only have 13 points at the time of our recording. and uh, Well, Colorado and Vegas are still good. Colorado and Vegas are still good. Wait till Vancouver wins it all, Tim. <laughs> That's right, Jim Rutherford getting himself another cup. Jim Rutherford, Rick Tockett, JT Miller, Casey DeSmith, the list goes on and on. Mark, before we go, do you think that Pat Narduzzi has finally run out of offensive coordinators and can Matt Canada get his old job back? How about, unless this came up on my Twitter timeline incorrectly, and you would know, did they really announce the firing during the Steeler game? Yeah, yep. What a no-good, yellow-belly, chicken-scratch move by a head coach who specializes thereof. (laughs) Just buried under the darkness of night, wasn't it? Yeah, because I'm like on Twitter... And I'm like, you know, because I, I tweet during the games, right? During mm-hmm. Steeler games. I'm going, okay, okay, what the freak is this? I'm like, do you really? Think, do you think the conversation was, uh, should we do it on the way home from Durham? No, that's too obvious. Do it at 1.04 p.m. on a Sunday when the Steelers are in Cincinnati. Do it then. Well, and then Michigan State hired the Oregon State guy because I thought Michigan State might do Pitt a favor and take Narduzzi <laughs> off their hands. Because he, you know, is a is a Michigan State guy prior to this, and would have been a safe hire given their scandals. You know what I mean? Yes. But but yeah. now that's out the window, and Narduzzi signed through what uh, 
is it 2030 or 2031? I think, yeah. Yeah, so so just way too long, and they're stuck with them. Finally, Mark, what are you doing in New York? Well, Tim, my intent is to rock and roll all night and party every day. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, I got Kiss Friday and Saturday. Kiss canceled some shows on the road to these final two shows. I'm, I'm kind of figuring they'll, you know, Kiss being as greedy as they always have been, will probably make them up and make these New York shows not the last two shows. <laughs> yeah, but, go figure, but, right? Yeah, but but I think these are the last two shows. I think that's the intent right now. Then again, I saw Motley Crue's last ever show on New Year's Eve 2015 in Los Angeles and have since seen them six more times. So, uh, yeah, two Kiss concerts Friday and Saturday. Red Wings at Rangers Wednesday night. Pistons at Knicks Thursday night. Just... Uh, Four nights in a row with the Garden. And I may, on Saturday afternoon, go to Broadway and see the um, the matinee show of Spamalot, the Monty, Monty Python musical. Oh, that's good. I've seen that. It's funny. You'll, you'll, you'll laugh. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, so, so that's kind of the plan. So I'm off Wednesday through Friday, and uh, that's a blessing because i got to tell you, this dealer talk, this, this, this false dawn, and I really do think it is a false dawn, it's just depressing to discuss because you get told you're a hater if you don't think they're a Super Bowl contender or, or some some semblance thereof. I just don't see them as any better than a first-round loser in the playoffs. And maybe that's a little better than I thought they would do at season's beginning, but it still ain't that good. And I think they're more a product of the injuries to the teams they're playing and just the fact it's not a very good NFL right now. Mark Madden, check him out while you can this week. He's going to be on Monday and Tuesday. Then Tom and I are in for him the rest of the week on 105.9 The X. And you can check us out tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, maybe it's this morning for the Madden Benz Unfiltered stream. It's at the Trib Live Facebook link, so check it out there. We'll tweet it out and have it for you tomorrow at 9.30 on Trib Live. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.